Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. It is Saturday, June 24th. I'm Doug. Joining me today is Bob from MUFON. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. And I uh, have to clarify that. I'm a brand new member of MUFON. Brand Are you? New. I just joined about a week ago. Oh, so you, but you went to the meetings. Yeah, I was going to the meetings. Um, I started a little over a year ago when I found out they were having the meetings and I Finally retired from uh, AT&T and had some time to kind of look into this stuff. And um, I thought the meetings would be fun to attend. And I think I probably attended half of them. You know, family events come up or things happen. Yeah. You can't make every single meeting. But I've probably been to six or eight of them, I guess. You find them interesting? There's a lot of people with I, I, I find them interesting. And they have, um, <clears throat> you know, occasionally they'll have guest speakers who uh, really have some interesting stories. And um, I was just telling a family member the other day that, uh, like you and I talked earlier, I, I also have never seen a UFO. I've never seen an alien. Yeah. You know, I'm one of those. Me neither. But I'm just interested in the topic. <laughs> yep. But you get people in these meetings that have experienced all kinds of yeah. stuff. And for many of them, I, I've spoken to them on the side, and many of them feel like that's the only safe yeah. place they can tell their yeah. story. You know? I, yeah. Um, so... You know, I listen to what they have to say and, and, and just take it in and, you know, it's another another story out there to add to the pile. We have an experiencer coming on in the, in July. We're hoping to get have him carve out some time for us. Mm-hmm. And his, he was a little apprehensive about coming on the show and he has, he's had huge experiences with really? um, yeah. extraterrestrials and, and things and, um, his he wanted he was a little nervous about it, so he called me he says i want to talk to you on the phone first mm-hmm. kind of vet me out see what we're about and then he came up here and uh you know he had some corona and pizza and uh well, talked for we lasted a couple a couple of hours talking really? he listed he made us a list of all the things that he's experienced. Oh my gosh. And um it's really incredible so i said you know we're kind of you know this you might want to be Bring us to a little bit larger venue. I mean, we're not a huge podcast. I mean, there's bigger things. And he said, I just, um, to your point, he says, I just wanted to, um, I I just wanted to tell it to someone. He says, I've lost two neighbors um, by telling them the story because they thought I was, you know, out there. You know, and uh, friends. Drastic when you up and move. Friends and. um, Just, I mean, people have a strong, you know, I have a, a more than a passive interest in the in yeah. the subject, and I want to talk. So he felt better. Just uh, we had another gentleman with us that he's the one that actually brought him to the to to me, and he says, "No, yours is the perfect venue." And you know, oh, I said, "Well, maybe after we do the show, then I could talk to Dev, um, our move on." Yeah. Uh, person and say you know you can you he could pretty much take up a good portion of a meeting talking about and that's what the people do is they talk about their um, their experiences there and he this is a huge when we got done with the two and we were done with two hours and we weren't all the way through the list so well, I mean so that mute mufa meeting is a perfect environment for that yeah. because everybody's very accepting and you know your story is yeah. your story and it doesn't leave the room normally. Yeah. No, I don't. Well, I'll t- I, yeah, I generally don't talk about what we hear about the meetings, and it's it's certainly not you know last names and things. Right. You know, sure. 
Yeah, because people just, there's a lot of people. I don't, my people, I work, people know I do this. I've got, I, did I give you the card? We have our card with our yeah, yeah. QR code. Yeah. I hand that out. Hey, if you want to listen to it, if you're interested in the subject. Sure. If you're not, people always take, I don't know if they're being nice, but I get a lot of Sacramento listeners. Like, yeah. Most people listen to us because they know us. Sure. You know, they yeah, know yeah. the people that are on, they know the guests, or they know me, or, yeah. Yeah. you know, they know something, and they want to know something about the subject, but what we're doing here is a little different than we do with other podcasts, or what's done with other podcasts. You have a high-powered, you know, guest. What I like to do is bring people on that are just regular people, Yeah. you know, yeah. the yeah. Uh, person on the street um, that... Uh, you know, just has an interest or has had an experience. You wouldn't believe how many people have seen something. We all know it could be nothing. Well, we talked about that about that at the last meeting about how many reports Mufon got last year, last month, and I brought up you know how many are being how many things are being seen that are not reported. You know, yeah. most people don't know how to report it. Like who do, yeah. who would I tell if I saw something crazy? Who would I tell? How would I go about reporting it? With I think the, most people don't know. Well, even Arrow, we know our lovely Arrow, um, Kirkpatrick, you know, who runs it. Um, I personally think he's a stooge for the CIA, but that's just my personal opinion. Because um, he's running around right now, even with everything that's going on with the disclosure from Greer's project yeah. to, you know, the Grush disclosure thing. And here's Kirkpatrick going, oh, there's nothing going on. Okay, you don't know anything? Yeah, right. So, you know, I don't know. It's, um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot out there. That just... Well, you mentioned two things that come to mind. You mentioned the CIA and you mentioned um, experiencers, right? So I went to a UFO conference in San Francisco. It was about two months ago, I guess. And I, I met a gentleman, and I don't think he would mind me using his name because he's well known in these circles, yeah. John Ramirez. Oh, yeah. He's retired CIA. And I wanted to have a, a separate conversation with him because, we, and I, we talked earlier about my military background. I yes. served in the Navy from 77 to 80. Right about the time I was leaving active duty, I responded to an ad for employment. And I didn't know it at the time, but it turned out to be with the CIA. Oh, wow. So I went through their interview process, and it, it takes a long time. It, I mean, it took about 18 months to get to the point where, and I'd already started a career with what we all called the phone company at the time. It right. Because I grew up in Reno, so this is up in Reno, Nevada Bell. Yeah. And I'd already started there, and I was, I think I had gotten married or was very close to being married, and um, I found out kind of 18 months into it that I was not going to be offered employment by the CIA. But it's so strange because you, when I did it, I don't know if they still do this, but I told John Ramirez about it. He said, I had to sign this thing that said if I was not offered employment, I would not try to find out why. But it drove me crazy. It drove me crazy. I must have called them 10 times. And I finally got this woman who said, I'm not supposed to say anything, but let me just take a look. Yeah. And I'm thinking, maybe it was something in my background, right? She yeah. says, no. That wouldn't be it. You never would have gotten as far as you did if, because my last step was I was, because they flew me to LA three or four times for really? various tests. Wow. And then the last step was going to be to go to um, Washington, D.C. for a physical. 
And I was waiting for my plane tickets. They didn't come in. They didn't come in. I finally called them, and they said, and then and she looked at it. And she said, "I think what happened is you just your name just fell through the cracks with our budget cuts." Yeah. And I mentioned this to John Ramirez, and I mentioned it, the time frame. And he's and sure enough, that was right at the end of the Carter administration. Yeah. And they were downsizing. And John said, "Yeah, you. That's probably exactly what happened." He goes, "With your background, I, I have no doubt. If you'd kept trying, you probably would have eventually gotten on." Yeah. But so that's the CIA thing, and then you mentioned experiencers, and he he um, John said um, he worked for the CIA for 25 years and retired, and decided he wanted to talk about some of the stuff he'd seen. But he had to get all this cleared by the company, as they call it. The CIA calls themselves the company, yeah. you know. And I've read that many times. If you want to publish a book or you want to talk about something, you have to get that cleared. And so he sent all his information to them, and they came back and said, yeah, no problem. No, wow. go ahead. And he said he met with all the UFO conferences he's gone to, he met more experiencers at the, his place of employment. Than, oh, he, really? than he ever did at any of these conferences. Yeah. And I found that very interesting. You know, That's fascinating. So he had some really interesting things to say. I had a really great conversation with him in the lobby before his presentation that afternoon. So I kind of rambled there a little no, bit. No, you know, I've seen him on, I can't remember which podcast it was on, I, um, but he had, a lot of, he had a lot of good stories. Yeah, but yeah. He's I, don't, some... you know, I don't personally think, and we'll talk a little bit about the Greer um, I know you haven't listened to the whole Greer disclosure thing. Right, you know, right. Greer wants to, uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, you know, he wants to, he's got a lot of people coming out. Yep. And um, he had his um, National Press Club meeting a few weeks ago. Yeah. And he had a lot of people, some people with the military, they had, a, you know, they came out and told their stories about, they're just, just, wow. Crazy. Amazing stories. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, I mean, <coughs> you think, can they... Um, <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, you're okay. So they, you know, this... So we, we're still waiting for, you know, what's going to happen. What Greer wants to do, I don't know if you've heard this, but what he wants to do, is, he thinks that there's a government above, there's the we the people government. Yeah. You know, the one we all know and love. Yeah. But above them, there's another shadow, shadowy government. You yeah, know? I'm in that camp. I think yeah. there's a lot of validity to that. Yeah, and a lot of people think, and you know, you talk just about any, and I'm not really a conspiracy theorist, but yet I guess I am. Oh, I am. You know, I'm so the, I'm, I'm the whack job the conspiracy guy. Very nice. Yeah, everybody at work's you know, like, oh, go talk to this guy. He's, he'll know something. It's funny because I talk to Matt, and Matt says, yeah, I got people at work, and you know, they know all about it. You know, they have, yeah. they believe, and some right. people have seen things, and some people haven't, but they still believe. But Greer wants to, okay, so he thinks this government, what's happening is they're getting, with you know, flying saucer crashes. I don't really like the term UFO or UAP. I like flying saucer. I want that flying saucer to crash in. <laughs> Although they don't all look like flying saucers, I guess some of them are oval or whatever. Right, right. And the government pick has got a response team, it seems, that yeah. just is on call all the time. Yeah, that's and what they, I've read. Yeah. You know, and they just go and they get this thing. So they take it, they've got the flying saucer, and they take this thing and they hide it. And then they go to, let's say, I'm just going to throw this name out there, nobody kill me, Lockheed, you know, sends yeah. it to Lockheed for reverse engineering. They pick 
the company that they want to do the reverse engineering, which might be the best company to do it. You know, I think Raytheon's another one, but you know, that's another story. Yeah. But they take the UFO and they give it to them and they say, so then whatever happens, they give it to them and then they do the reverse engineering. They find out the, um, what they find out, they might have some discoveries, anti-gravity, yeah. you know, right. a right. propulsion system, you know, um, so um, <coughs> inertial dampening fields to where, you know, you can not be liquefied by going, you know, a thousand miles an hour and suddenly right. stopping. Right. And, um, but the government's not supposed to do that. The government's supposed to put things out for bid. So they've got somebody making the call and there's money, there's black. And so they're giving these black projects that are going to the we, the people flowing through the we, the people government. And we, right. they don't even know where the money's going. Right. They just, they, right. and they, but they want to make sure there's plenty of it because there's never any question about black project money or money going yeah, into the no military. Oversight. There's no oversight for it. So it goes into the shadow government, the shadowy government that's right, above. Right. My big question is who, you know, so when Congress goes in and or when a president even goes in because, you know, um, Reagan wanted to, you know, he wanted to find out. I think he knew some things. Um, but uh, I think Clinton was the one that really wanted to know what was going on. He was told by um, GW who was a CIA director at a time, for a time, not at this time, but at for a time, told him he wanted, so Clinton wanted to know what was going on. Literally, he was told by GW, back off. I he, read that also. And, and what you're talking about is feeding this stuff to, to uh, industry. Yes. You know, that leads right into a great book, which I'm sure you've read, The Day After Roswell. Oh, yeah. By Lieutenant Colonel Philip Corso. Yep. Great book. And it really goes into detail about how that process works. And and at that time, I don't know how if it's done now, how they do it now, but at that time they farmed it out to different companies. Yeah. Let's give this one to Bell Labs. Let's give this yeah. one to, you know, Lockheed or whoever it is. Yeah. And just see what they what what do you think of this? And all they would say and they'd say, well, where did you get this? I, well, it came from our Foreign technology desk. Yeah, the foreign well, technology division. I mean, what does that yeah. mean, right? That could be yeah. Russia, that could be China, whoever. Yeah. You just put this blanket term foreign technology and then you don't have to answer any more questions. Yeah. So that exactly. Yeah. So who's the guy that gets to tell the president no? But but I mean well GW in this case, but who's up there? Who's the one that and who's the one threatening? Now with what's come out now is you you know, you should be able to talk about whatever you've seen or experienced in right. the military right. or wherever. Um, by the way, Arrow it doesn't even have a website where uh, you or I could report anything we've seen. You know, they haven't figured that out yet because I don't have the permission or something. You know, you saw the meeting. I don't know if you saw their meeting. And they're yeah. he uh, Kirk back. Well, you know, we don't have that. We don't have that website set up yet, which you or I could set up in ten minutes. You well, know. see, that's what I find so amazing, and I'm sure you heard about this recent. We talked about it at the last UFO meeting, the big sighting down in um, um, uh, the big military base outside of San Diego, where the sixty some odd Marines. Oh yeah, yeah. Sighted the tri triangular UFO. Yeah. And from the story I heard, 
through Weaponize, a podcast with um, Jeremy Corbell and uh, George, George Knapp. Knapp. Yeah. Um, 60-some-odd Marines witnessed this thing. Um, jets were dispatched. Helicopters were sent. A convoy of vehicles went out. And when I was watching the video, I saw these two lights. I'm like, that's weird. What are those lights? And then they explained, oh, those are two flares that we shot up to try to get a better view of this thing. Yeah. And as soon as they did that, it disappeared. Yeah. So you've got all these witnesses that Corbell managed to get people to speak to it. None of them, as far as I know, none of them were ever told not to talk about it. Yeah. So once they were asked, they got flooded with videos and still, yeah. still photos. Everybody's got their camera out. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it never got reported up the chain of command. Mm-hmm. And why is that? You have this huge number of people seeing something unexplained, and there's no method in place to report that. Yeah. That seems ridiculous to me. Yeah, and that's they can't just go to your actually. That seems commander. like government operation. That's typical. We don't have the website running. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a shock. Yeah, it is. Just, so who is this? Who's the up in the shadow government? So it's of somebody that's above the president, and we all know that based on what we know about the Kennedy uh, era. I won't go into the Kennedy situation, but. That yeah, he didn't that like. That would this. be a whole nother. Yeah, show. that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother show. That's another show, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, we've done that a few times, but it's um, he didn't like the CIA because if you want to have me back for that one. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to get involved oh, yeah. in that one. Oh yeah. So, you know, he didn't like the CIA. Yeah. Uh, you know, so um, we're. It, it's always told. It's always not necessarily told, but. Assume that the CIA is in charge of all this UFO stuff. Well, it's the CIA. It's the CIA. I think it's private industry somehow, and somehow they got a lot of teeth and are able well, to that's, threaten that's, people. That's kind of a conclusion I recently came to. Also, if the president of the United States, I mean, supposedly Eisenhower said, "We're coming down to Area 51. If I got to bring in the army to see what's going on, I'll do it." Yeah. And they still were not allowed access. How can that be if it's a government operation? Maybe because it's not a government operation. If it's private yeah, industry, it's, yeah. if it's private industry, you can keep out whoever you want, right? Yep. I guess. And you can keep a better and you could probably keep a better secret. Probably. Because he paid really well. Yeah. Right. And a lot of these people, that's the other thing, is a lot of these people involved in shadow government are being paid a lot of money. But these guys are the ones threatening people. The first guy that says, you know what, I want to tell people about this. The next thing you know, dudes, and the reason that I think that this isn't coming out is whoever, and now I don't really think it's the government necessarily, I think it's somebody mm-hmm. is whacking people that are trying to come out or they're ruining, they're somehow ruining their their retirement system. Or well, they're, look at you know, what happened to Bob Lazar. You know, yeah. this is part of my frustration with everything going on right now. You know, they talk about, um, oh, the... You know, the government has these craft and they're reverse engineering them. Uh, well, Bob Lazar told us that back in 1989. Yeah. And what did they do to him? They basically destroyed his yeah. life. They erased all his educational training. They er- basically erased his past. And it was George Knapp that was able to dig it up and verify Lazar, basically verify his story. So this came out over 30 years ago. And now some of the newer people are just shocked to hear this yeah. stuff, that this stuff is being... Yeah, well, a lot of us have known that for 30-odd years, but nobody's listening. Yeah, Lazar's an interesting story. I mean, there's a lot, There's a couple of stories out there that I'm not um, entirely sold on. 
Mm. And Lazar is one of them that I think he was at. We, we saw his paycheck from EG and G. Um, you know, he was, but he, you know, he was only could prove that he was there a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what well, did he... And he says he only worked for the outfit for four months. Yeah. And he said it was the worst four months of his life because it screwed yeah. up everything. I'm not convinced he was actually there four months. Okay. Um, and this is my, everybody's got opinion, you know. It's sure. Like, you know what? Everybody has these has opinions. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <coughs> you know, he... Didn't get his, I don't know, I want to call it the Q clearance, but I don't, it's probably higher than that. Yeah. Um, he wasn't able to obtain that. He was in the, pro, they let him see certain things. I think he was a technician mm. that um, could, has seen things. He might have seen, actually seen some craft mm-hmm. or something, um, but only by accident. I don't, he's saying he was shown and he was the one doing the reverse engineering. I'm not sold on that. Um, I don't think he got that far. I think they were in the process. They were bringing him in slowly. And uh, before they actually got into that part, his um, he wasn't able to obtain the ultimate security clearance. Uh, the story is his wife was having an affair with her flight instructor. Oh, right. I remember that. So, um, yeah. and... Um, you know, so he was, he was a risk. He turned out to be a risk. So yeah. they, I don't know if he, I don't know. He, his thing is he left. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one that decided, I can't remember if he's the one that decided he didn't want to do it anymore or if they decided that, or if they shut him down. I can't remember what the yeah. reasoning was. Yeah. But. Um, well, either way, it's still a pretty interesting story. It's a great story. You know. But, you know, I'm not entirely sold on, because he had things, well, I've seen ships. And he, you know, he went to the. He went behind Area 51 in the camper, they had his camper and beer, and they were, yeah. they'd watch the thing go up and do these fantastic things. That kind of story leads me to believe that, you know, they have, I think it's John Lear, I can remember, it's the, yeah, yeah. the Learjet yeah. uh, family. Yeah, the son of the Learjet yeah. inventor, yeah. Um, you know, he's a, he was, a, I believe he was a witness to one of these things. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. Um, you know, Lazar was picked up and, you know, by the sheriffs. But, you know, that's, um, that, but I don't know if he went quite, you know, as far as he said, is, is he, you know, I believe he was there and I believe, but I don't think, I personally don't think that, uh, I think he took a story and I think he, he tells a great story. When I heard Joe Rogan and Corbell in his interview, did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, that's what sold me originally on it. Well, the one that sold me is when he had a, a VHS tape out around the 8990 time frame, which I got my hands on. And on the blackboard, he's going through all these formulas way beyond my understanding yeah. of math and physics and all this stuff about how the uh, craft operated. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, it was so detailed, it almost puts you to sleep because he's got yeah. had so much information. But... Just found it pretty fascinating. And, you know, people say that that's a common... He was a physicist, and they said that that was a commonality. Uh, But, and I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just not really sold on it. I'd like to... You know, he said there was, I think, seven different... What was it? Seven different crafts. Seven or nine or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's... One was, and it's really... I love the story. I mean, one was found... A farmer found it, and it was actually... 
um, in his field. He's plowing his field, and they bumped up against something, and they dug it up, and it had been there for eons. Oh, wow. I hadn't heard that. You know, yeah. and it's, um, yeah, he mentioned that one on the um, on the Drogan interview, oh, where okay. they bumped up against this I'm thing. i have to go and back and listen to that They again. dug up. It's a long interview. Is it? And, you know, it's long, and, you know, and they're, yeah. you're drinking whiskey and, you know, things, the fun things. <laughs> and they, so they, they dug up this thing. <coughs> Don't make me laugh, I'll start coughing. No. So, uh, you know, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm not really sold on Lazar, but, you know, anyway, so shadow government. So what Greer wants to do, I always get sidetracked by different stories. We all did that. Yeah, right? So, there's, yes, I there's, so much, there's so much out there. To, so, it was good to have Bill here. Bill used to drag me back in. Now, come <laughs> on. You're talking about the shadow government. So the whole thing about whoever, the well, somebody in the government is giving. They find the saucer, we'll say, or UAP. Yeah. They give it to Lockheed, or we're going to use Lockheed, although I don't know anything for sure. And um, but when it comes out and it's Lockheed, I want credit. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That my guess was right. So. Uh, you know, Lockheed gets it. They don't, they're not, first of all, they're not supposed to just give it to one guy. Right. They're supposed to put it out for bid. Okay. Who wants to, you know, who. But won? how would you do that? I mean, I. You can't. I, under, I did contract stuff with yeah. AT&T and putting stuff out to bid. You got to explain exactly what yeah. you have and what you're hoping to get yeah. from it. And. But yes. if you just give it to them and say. We're not sure what this is. Do what you can with it. Yeah, but they're that's not how spo- the book talks about it. Yeah, and they're not supposed to do that. They're supposed to put it out for bid. But yeah, we know, especially based on what you know, and we all know about the bid process everywhere, yeah. everywhere. Right. right. Is that you know the you know how are you going to do that without putting it out? So meanwhile, you got a million people that know what the hell it is that you That's got. That's right. That's right. And the thick hat's out of the back. Okay, we know we can't do it, but so what? Yeah. So what? We got a we found a saucer. What's going to happen if the public knows, Bob? What is our concern? Uh, if the public knows, it finally knows. I mean, even with this Greer thing, we're going to get off track again. Even with this Greer thing, you know, it. I don't know. It just it's. It, it, I think it would depend on how deep you went. If, if, you know, if it. If, personally, I don't think the uh, the government will ever come clean, completely. But but let's say they did. Let's say yeah. There's there's actually a program where we have allowed um, certain alien races to to take some of our people for their own studies. Right. Well, you know what would happen. No, well, that would be a problem. That would be lawsuits. <laughs> yeah, some lawyer would get really rich on that one. Yeah, if you knew I was taken and I had all this trauma that I've been getting therapy for for thirty years, and my family's disowned me because they don't believe this stuff is going on, and now you're saying, "Yeah, we it has been going on, and we've been participating." Yeah. Boom, lawsuit city. Yeah, I mean, and that's just one aspect of the problems with full disclosure. Yeah. You know, it's one thing when you say, look, and this is the big change for me. The big change with all the activity right now is the fact that they're allowing military personnel to talk about it. You know, when they, when that, when the uh, Tic Tac UFO, um, film came out, 
and they allowed those pilots to talk about it, that to me was the biggest amazing thing about the the fact that they saw this thing was no surprise because they're seen all the time. Right. What the surprise to me was they allowed the pilots to even talk about it. That's a big change. And if they do nothing but allow that, they may call, okay, we're, we're going to do full disclosure and let people talk about it. Well, that's not true full disclosure. That's not, yeah. that's not telling everything you know, right? That's just... Yeah, it's, yeah and that's when I mean, we can go down that rabbit hole is there's some speculation that those craft are ours. We already have the technology. Yeah, yeah. And they were doing... You know, they were doing exercises off the coast of... Uh, that goes all the way back to yeah. World War II and the Nazis yeah. having... Well, um, and the other thing is... The things we've... The evil that we've done to try to keep this a secret that the government... I think the big problem is that... And I've said this before... Is that the people have been killed... You heard, you know, you know where Forrestal, who was Majestic Twelve, you yeah. know that story, yeah, yeah. where you know he just happened to put him in, you know, I think it's Bethesda at the psychiatric ward. Yeah, he fell out of the window, but he had the the noose around the tie his neck. of his bathrobe around his neck. That's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, and all the glasses in the ins. It was some weird. The glasses on the inside. I mean, there was a lot of there's weird. a lot of stuff behind. So that. So they often, I mean, you know, why? Because we speculate that. He wanted to come. He was one guy that said the public needs to know yeah, about this. He wanted this. to come. He wanted it out in the open with Roswell because Roswell started this. Roswell started the CIA. Yeah. The CIA was put in place, right? Because of that, because of the, we needed to keep this quiet, you yeah. know. So yeah. there was Majestic Twelve, the President, CIA. So the evil that we've done first. I mean, even if the Forrestal thing somehow got disclosed that the government. Did that deal? It, nobody, I should say nobody, a lot of, many people don't trust the government now. So if you put out something that the government's been killing people simply because they didn't want a UFO public would be, might be anarchy. I mean, it could it be might ugly. Be. Yeah. It could be ugly. I don't want to put out there that wants to Now, do we have an opportunity here for a break? Yeah, do you need to take a break? Yeah, or, of course I do. The water. You know, yeah. I'll keep it going. I'm just going to kind of keep right, it going. All right, I'll step away and come back? Yeah. Is that yeah, too late? I don't know how you want to run that. A... Yeah, go ahead. All right. Yeah, that's no problem. Okay, I'll be back. So while Bob takes his break, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll discuss some of the... Um,